Damon Runyon Theater. Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master storyteller, Damon Runyon. And this one, the hottest guy in the world. And to tell it to you, here is Broadway. Thanks. The chances are you never hear of a citizen who is called Big Jules. But the police of 48 states and outlying territories are more than somewhat familiar with him. Now, this is a story about him, a gendarme named Johnny Brannigan, and a doll named Kitty Clancy. Also, there is a genuine gorilla named Bongo mixed up in the story, which may seem more than a little unusual. And it is. And I will tell you the story in a minute. Back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, The Hottest Guy in the World. Well, as they say in books, to set the scene for this story, I have got to go back maybe two or three years ago. It seems that Big Jules does something at which the state of New York is very mad. In fact, the state sees fit to present Big Jules with a five-year layoff at the citizen's expense. Well, he serves the time, and the day comes when he sees the bars closed behind him instead of in front of him. But there is somebody waiting for him. Hello, Jules. Well, well, well. If it ain't Johnny Brennigan. That's right. Copper. Uh-huh. Copper. I figure by now you ought to be a general, Brennigan. I'll take my time. You like it in there? Fine. Just fine. Smells different out here. Uh Uh-huh. It's on your mind, Brennigan. You. Get it off. What are you going to do? When? Now. Hold it a minute, Brennigan. You ain't changed much. Neither are you. That's right. Maybe you should. I like me the way I am. I don't. Ask you to? Look, Jules, because we were kids together, I won't... Skip it, Brannigan. I didn't finish. I know. I know the speech. I'll finish it for you. Because we were kids together and were pushed around on the same block, you're going to give me advice. I don't like you enough to give you advice. It wouldn't go through your skull anyway. So this is a warning. I don't want that either. The first time you get out of line is too bad. (laughs) Tough copper. Tough con. We're even. So long. As you are able to see, there is little love lost between Johnny and Jules. Now, as soon as Jules hits the big town, he makes a few calls. And one of these calls is at the home of a doll named Kitty Clancy, about whom Jules is more than somewhat found. And when he sees her, the scene is as fun. I... I'm glad to see you, Jules. I, uh, I'm glad to see you, Kitty. Uh, will you sit down? Yeah, yeah, thanks. You're 
You look well. I am. You? Oh, just fine. Hey. I... <laughs> You've got a great conversation going here. Huh? Well, there doesn't seem much to talk about, does there? I could give you the story of my life for the last five years. I'm sorry, Jules. Forget it. You been doing all right? Yes. Have you seen your mother? I will. You should have seen her first. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Kitty. What? How come you didn't once come to see me? No, even in Sing Sing, they allow visitors. I was, uh, busy, Jules. So awful busy. My kid brother going to school, he's got no one else but me. Oh, sure. That's all right. I was just going to have some tea. No, thanks. I, uh, I gotta be running along. Just dropped in to give you a nod. I'm glad you did. Yeah. So am I. Gives me a better idea how I stand. What do you mean? I gotta draw pictures. The minute you open the door for me, the temperature dropped a hundred degrees. Got real chilly. I didn't mean to, to make you feel that way, Jules. It's just that... Give me a look, Kitty. That's it. Don't worry, I ain't gonna be a movie con. You know, the guy gets out, he sees a doll, she cries all over him. He says he's going straight, and the next thing they got ten kids and he's running for mayor. There's something I want to tell you, Jules. Something real important. Nothing's important, Kitty. Nothing. But this... So long. So Jules walks away from Miss Kitty Clancy. Then he makes another call. This one is to his mother, who lives over in 49th. And what goes on there is this. Aren't you hungry, Jules? Oh, sure, Mom, sure. Real hungry. You're not eating? <laughs> no, I'm just taking my time. I like to smell the food first. Oh. Uh, how long have you been living here? Five years. Oh. It's all right. It, it's not big, but then I don't need much room. No, I, I guess not. You didn't need a bite. I guess I wasn't so hungry. It's all right I open the window? Sure it is, Jules. I'd like to be able to open the window. You know, you never think of something like that when you can do it. But when you can't, it gets important. I can stand here and open this window and look out on the street. I can open a window. <laughs> Mom. Mom. Jules, Jules. What are you crying for? I, I don't know. I'm back, ain't I? Yes. Or am I? What do you mean? I ain't back. Not all of me. I guess I left a couple of pieces behind at Sing Sing. I tried not to cry, Joe. Well, then don't. Cut it out, you hear? Cut it out. All right. I had as much right coming back as this. Dial. Where are you going? Out. Where? I don't know. Someplace people don't know there's pieces of me missing. Do you have to? Yeah, I guess I do. You're mad at me? Sure. <laughs> Real mad. Here. Take this. You need that. No, no, no. Look. Look, you got insurance money, ain't you? 
Yes, why? I just wanted to know you'll be okay. So long. anybody sees of Big Jules. But we hear about him, and what we hear is not so good. Then three years go by, and one night I am sitting in my hotel room, and I hear a knocking on my door. Okay, okay, come on in. Yeah? What can I do for you, and who are you? Did you ever get tired of this room, Broadway? I never get tired of anything I like. And as far as I am concerned, the conversation is over. Goodbye. I just got here. Invite me to sit down. I know that voice. You also know the guy that goes with it. Don't let the dark glasses fool you, Broadway. Jules. Holy mackerel, it's big Jules. How are you, Broadway? Five minutes ago, fine. Now I'm very sick. <laughs> Don't worry. Nobody saw me come up here. Nobody even saw me get into town. Jules, you are the hottest guy in the world. Famous. Famous like anything. Do you know that any gendarme in town would give his right arm to put a collar on you? Sure. But you walk in in broad daylight like you expect a welcome from the mayor. Always do the unexpected, Broadway. You do? Jules, what if anybody... Nobody did. Take it easy. I hear lots of things about you, Jules. Sure. I'm the only guy in the world can be five places at once, according to the coppers. How long are you planning to stay? In your room or in town? Placed in my room, then in town. Not long, either way. How's Johnny Brennigan? Uh, but of course, I, I, I do not make a habit of being in company with gender. That's right. Stay clean. Mind if I take off my coat? That means you are going to stay? Just a couple of minutes. I, uh, <clears throat> I hear my mother is sick. Yeah, I hear it, too. I'd like to see her. You cannot. Why not? Well, you... Well, Jules, there are a million citizens in this town who would jump at the chance to put the finger on you just to get in good with the gendarmes. I know. That's why I came to you, Broadway. The only guy along the town that I can trust. Sullivan Law, which is very strict. So I won't get picked up. And one guy Johnny Brunigan would like to see. Maybe I'd like to see Johnny Brunigan. You have it in for him? Never mind. Let you and me talk, huh? And Broadway. Relax. Relax, he says. There I am, sitting with the hottest guy in the world. Even if he only does half of what they say, he is still better than six to five over anybody else. He talks. And any minute, I'm expecting the gendarmes to walk in and, and then end two careers. 
I do not pay much attention to what he says until I hear. Did you ever shoot a rat, Broadway? Huh? What'd you say? I said ever shoot a rat. I never shoot anything. You've been listening to me? Oh, sure, Joe, sure. Okay. Well, I had a hideout in Canada because there was a bum rap against me. But a guy like me can't argue. I can understand that. You, you know what time it is? Why? You going someplace? I do not know. Am I? <laughs> Relax. Well, as I was saying, I hid out in an old warehouse for two solid weeks. All I had for company was rats. That is very lonely. Yeah. But you know what? I got so I could knock off one of the ugly nibblers all the way across the big room. Big as a barn it was. Does nobody hear the shots? No, no. The place is way out in the sticks. <laughs> you know, I got so I could call my shots on those rats. I knew just where the slug would hit. Yeah. You, uh, you don't seem interested. Oh, uh, sure, sure I am. Well, when I got tired of that, I did some reading. You, you do some reading? Yeah. It was a case full of books. All on medicine, surgery, things like that. Those are handy things to know, if you are a doctor. You're wrong, Broadway. I learned a lot. I bet I learned almost as much in those two weeks as a lot of guys learn in two years. Sure, but what good does it do you? Who knows? Well, <clears throat> thanks for letting me stay a while, Broadway. I gotta be gone now. Oh, must you? I mean, uh, uh, thanks for dropping in. Hey. Hey, you can see Madison Square Garden from this window. Jules, do you have to stand in the window? What's going on in the garden? Yeah, I'm moving the circus in. Circus? Circus? <laughs> you know, I haven't seen a circus since I was a kid. Broadway, come here. What do you want, Jules? Let you and me mosey over there and watch him unload the animals, huh? You and me? Me? Come on, come on. With my dark glasses and dyed hair, nobody will ever know me. Jules, please. I, I promise you, Broadway, if anything starts to happen, I'll step away from you. Fast. If anything starts to happen, I will fall away from you. Real fast. All right, get on your coat. I want company. Of all days for me to be home, I have to pick this one. <laughs> Relax. But at least take them right here. You know that, Hide them out in the hall. I get so Get on your coat, Broadway. You and I are going to watch him unload the animals. That ought to be a lot of fun. I think I will never know what fun is anymore. Well, I go with Big Jules. Not because I want to, but because I do not wish to seem impolite and offend a guy of his temperament. However, before the afternoon is over, I am glad I go alone. Because I see something I almost do not believe, even though I do see it. And what it is, I will tell you in a minute. to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, The Hottest Guy in the World. Well, like I say, there is no other way but that I go with Big Jules, which is a little like holding hands with a guy in the electric chair. But Big Jules does not seem worried. 
Because as he says when we are walking up the street. See? What'd I tell you, Broadway? Lots of coppers around, but not one takes a second look at me. I am very glad of this. It's good to be back. But you are not planning to make a real long stay of it. No. Just to see my mother, then... Then what, Jules? Then? <laughs> Who knows? A guy like me doesn't call the shots for himself. Jules, I want you to tell me something. Yeah? What? When I last see you three years ago, you were different. Or maybe you are different now. How? I... I do not know. Maybe it is the way you talk. <laughs> me and my education, huh? I did a lot of reading, Broadway. Yeah, you tell me, those medical... Uh, those just got me started. Besides, a library is no place a copper would ever think of looking for big jewels. And speaking of coppers, I want to try something. Huh? What? See that blue coat over there? Oh, yeah. Here, let us make a slight deep. No, no, no. Come on. Jules, what are you going to do? What? Excuse me, officer. Yes, sir. That Madison Square Garden up ahead? That it is, sir. Thank you, officer. Not at all, sir. You're welcome. Oh. I have got to sit down. <laughs> Maybe even lay down. Yeah, you feel better? Nobody recognizes me. Yeah, but what about Johnny Brannigan? You think you can fool him? Maybe I can. Maybe I can't. That is something I've got to wait to see. Well, I feel just a little better when we walk because nobody takes a second look at Big Jules. But I'm still worried because under Jules's coat are them two forty-fives, And his hand is never far from where he can make a quick grab in case he has to. And if I know Big Jules, he will grab first and ask later. Then we get in front of Madison Square Garden where they are unloading the circus. A circus? <laughs> Maybe I'll stay around long enough to see a performance. You are taking too many chances, Jules. I always did. Look, animals. Yeah. I do not like to see anything caged up. Don't be a sap, Broadway. Those animals are a lot better off than we are. Huh? Don't believe all that tripe you hear about animals being unhappy in cages. What do they got to lose? They get fed, they keep warm. But they are not free. That's a mistake, Broadway. That tiger, for instance. Think he'd be free in the jungle? Uh, every minute he'd be fighting for food. Now, you and me, Broadway, we're in the jungle. Especially me. Well, I will think that over. Hey, look at the big monk. A gorilla. That is quite a large-sized monk. Think he'd hurt you if he got out of that cage? I would not like to argue the point with him. Well, he wouldn't. Gorillas are naturally gentle animals, vegetarians, but they've got enormous strength, and they're smart. <laughs> he would not like Mindy's. <laughs> Name's Bongo. Come on, Broadway, let's walk out. How far? And where to? I'll leave you at the corner. Come on. Well, it is nice seeing you again, Jules. Yeah. Thanks for talking to me. The only guy I can trust in this jungle. Hey, what is that? Wait. Something is happening back there at the guard. Broadway, look. Jules, do you see what I see? Bongo the gorilla, out of his cage, loose. And there he is. That big monk gets out when the latch on his cage is jarred loose. 
And no matter what Jules says about gorillas being gentle, this one does not look like he is willing to let bygones be bygones. We push our way back, and the scene is as follows. Look at the gorilla climb up the marquee. Say, what is he carrying? Looks like a bundle. I don't know. Please, everyone, stand back. Don't get him excited. He'll be all right. Mike, Larry, hurry up with the nets. They expect to get him with nets. He'll be halfway up the building before they get to him. Jules, look what he is carrying. Broadway, a baby. He's got a baby in his arms. I've never seen anything like this before. Mango! Hey, Bongo, put it down! Hey, mister! Put it down! Mister, how come he's got the kid? Oh, what? Please, please, don't bother me, don't bother me. Mike, Larry, get the nets up this side of the marquee! Hurry it up! You better not get him excited with those nets, mister. You better go up and out one of the windows. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Hey, Mike, Mike, take the nets up another story and, and don't let him see him. Mister, where'd he get that kid? He grabbed it! I raised him from a baby, and he was crazy about a rubber dolly. How do you like that? The big monk reversed to his childhood. Jules, if he drops that baby, that will be all. As long as they don't excite him, he'll hold on. No! No, officer, please, don't shoot! Don't shoot! Give us a chance to to, to get him before you shoot! Better do it quick, mister. Looks like he's getting ready for a little climb. What is the matter, Jules? Look. Where? That's Kitty. Kitty Clancy. So what? What's she crying about? Broadway, come with me. Let me through here, will you? Come on, move! Let me throw it. Let me throw it. Push me. Let me throw it. Kitty. Kitty. Jules. Holy smoke. Jules, she knows you. You've got to get out of here. Hello, Kitty. Oh, my baby. My baby. Yours. Yours. But do something, Jules. Please do something. Your baby, Kitty. Yours? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, lady, lady. Lady, we're doing everything we can. Oh, you're not. You're not doing anything. Hey, you. If that monk sees the nest, your boy's got to drop that baby. What else can I do? This crowd's not helping any. But, Jules, will you do something? Me? Why? Why? Because it's my baby. I know that. Oh, I see you know that. Well, I guess everything I heard about you is true. Everything, everything. Why not? Get away from me. Get away, do you hear me? Get away! Jules, you've got to get out of here. There are more gendarmes here now than I think there are in the whole city. Yeah, yeah. Look, Broadway, if that gorilla sees those nets, he'll drop that kid. There is nothing you can do. He's standing on the edge of the marquee. One slug right between the eyes will do it. What? If you pull a rod here, you will be cooked. One right between the eyes. I think I can do it. It's a fair shot from here. Yeah, it'd have to be good. Jules, look around you. Look around. There are a million coppers with guns, and they are afraid to shoot because they are afraid they will hit the kid. In that warehouse in Canada, I got pretty good. I could put a slug right between the eyes of a rat all the way across the big room. Jules, even if you do hit the monkey, he'll drop the kid down on the pavement. No, no, he won't. He will, I think. No, a slug between the eyes will bring on what is called a defensive reflex. I do not know what you are talking about. You see, there's a split second before the slug kills him. A split second when the body reflexes tend to move back, away from the painful stimulus. Broadway, he'll fall backward, and the kid will only drop a foot or two on top of the marquee. You talk like a doctor. Yeah, I read a lot. Comes in handy. Okay. Johnny Brannigan. Don't reach for it, Jules. You're covered like a bookie's bet. Yeah, I guess I am. So, it looks like the end for Big Jules. A guy who could do a fade if he does not stop to save Kitty's baby. But that is not the end of the story. Not by a long shot. And what that end is, I will tell you in a minute. 
So that is what happened. Big Jules makes the shot and saves the bait. But he also lets nine million gendarmes know that he is in town and packing a rod, including Johnny Brannigan. For a couple of seconds, which seemed like several weeks, Johnny and Jules stare at each other. The rest of the cops are looking funny at Jules. And then Johnny says as follows. You're a pretty smart guy, Jules. Very. Like a first-class dope. <laughs> okay, what goes, Brennigan? Come on. You too, Broadway. Me? Why? Shut up and come on. Walk in front of me, Jules. I'll be more comfortable. I got news for you, Brennigan. I never shot anybody in the back. Even a rat. I'll take your word for it. But walk in front. All right, all right. Get out of the way. Come on, folks. Move Jules, I warn you, you are now cooked like a short-order egg. Sure, sunny side up. That's <laughs> what I get for having a soft side to my character. All right, Jules, Broadway. In the car, fast. Johnny, why do you take me along? For the ride. Get in. Okay, Eddie, move out. Rods, Jules. Hand them over. Sure. I can get more. I know. Now, I guess you want to see your mother, huh, Jules? Why ask that? Do you or don't you? Yeah. Okay. Eddie, 49th near 8th. I'll tell you where to stop. Been keeping tabs, huh, Brannigan? Smart guy. I've had a tail on you personally ever since you hit town. Did you think you were fooling anybody with that dyed hair and dark glasses? What a smart copper. Yeah. Okay, Jules, you see your mother, then get on the first thing that moves out of New York. Uh, out of New York? Johnny, what are you saying? He's giving me a break, Broadway. That right, Brennigan? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But, but I do not understand. I do. That was my kid you saved. Your kid? You and Kitty? Yeah, yeah. Sure, I know it. I said I knew it. How? Kid looked exactly like you. In fact, there's a great resemblance. Go on. But you're a very lucky guy, Johnny Brannigan. A very lucky guy. Meaning what? Well, for a minute back there, I almost made a terrible mistake. I almost sent that slug the wrong way. Because it was very hard to tell the gorilla and your baby apart. And so ends the famous story, The Hottest Guy in the World. Listen in again next week for... The Damon Runyon Theater. The Damon Runyon Theater with John Brown as Broadway is directed by Richard Sandville and the stories adapted for radio by Russell Hughes. Vern Carstensen is in charge of production. This is a Mayfair production.